0: Tuesday? How is life? Life is a little different these days, huh? I know it is for everybody and I certainly know that my life has changed a lot. If you're expecting the baby, this is very, very different than what you expected and probably were planning for as is for postpartum, very different. You probably thought you would have the help of some other hands and maybe be surrounded by the people that you love. And probably right now, neither one of those are very true. I know. I get to spend my days with the mamas in the birth lounge. And, you know, they navigate this so gracefully. But we do a lot of mindset work. We do a lot of talking about how to prepare yourself for, no matter what comes your way, you know, the three pillars of the method that I teach, the control method are control the environment, easy peasy, control your mindset, easy peasy. But the third piece is control the choices that are made. And that means made by you, made for you, made about you, made by your team, made by your partner, made by your medical staff. There are lots and lots of choices. And matter of fact, our private clients, we step them through the choices that are made and there's over 170. So if you think that labor is just this quick, you know, contractions here and there, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, you have a baby, then it's not exactly like that. Yeah. You know, I'm really sorry that things are so different than all the things that you kind of had expected for your pregnancy and your birth and your postpartum. There's nothing that I can do to take away what is happening or even make your hospital experience any better because I think right now it's kind of hands all hands on deck and, and our hospitals are doing the best that they possibly can. But what I can teach you is how to be your best advocate and how to how to have a shorter labor and how to have a less painful labor and how to push your baby out in less than an hour. I can still teach you these things, even amongst the coronavirus. I can still teach you how to really channel that energy inside of you to control the environment and control your mindset and control the choices that are being made so that you can have your ideal labor. It happens all the time. And matter of fact, at the time of publishing this podcast we have had the birth lounge around for oh my gosh nine months now eight or nine months now and we've not had a single c-section so that is a pretty stinking cool that this method works so well that we've not even had a single C-section. So if you're interested in that, check it out at TheBirthLounge.com. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. No, 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 we are not. So let's start with a mental health check-in. How are you doing today? Where is your mindset? Hopefully in the next hour or so, I can help transport you to a place that you don't have to do much thinking and you can kind of tune out and have Some me time, and I'm really, really excited about today's episode. Today, I am talking to Kimmy Caldwell, and I know Kimmy from a business program that we are in. And so, she and I know each other a little bit more intimately than just, you know, two people on a podcast. And I have to say, Kimmy is a fantastic person. She is literally the most positive person I've ever met in my life. She is so kind and I've never heard her say a cross or a foul word about anyone or to anybody. She's literally such a nice person. I was instantly drawn to her energy and I thought, wow, I need her in my circle. I'm really excited to talk to her today and to have you guys in on that conversation. Let me tell you a little bit more about Kim a in a formal manner other than me just telling you how much I love her. Now, Kim a is a self-love coach and undergarment educator who supports people to say hooray inside, outside, and underneath. Kim a and I first met Kime and I first met in an online group that we are both a part of, and I instantly fell in love with her mission. She has such contagious energy, and she just radiates love when she talks about undergarments. And for me, that was so unknown. I think a lot of people talk about their undergarments with really heavy language and, you know, words that have negative connotation, and so Kimme's light. Instantly caught my eye, and I knew that I had to have her on the show. Kimay is an expert bra fitter with over 14 years of experience and getting intimate with people from cup sizes A to N. Kimay is no stranger to different body sizes. She has been featured on places like the Martha Stewart Show and the Today Show and the Rachel Ray Show. Oh, do I even need to go further? I'm super excited to have Kimei on the show today, and I'm even more excited for you to walk away with a little piece of hooray for your heart. So without further ado, Kimei, hooray, welcome to the show. Hooray. Thank you. And thank you so much for
1: rhyming. Walk away with a little piece of hooray in your heart. I really appreciate that. (laughs) My whole brand rhymes. It's hooray, so I'm totally on board with the rhyming. Good work.
0: (laughs) I love it. You know, I like to keep that spark, that interesting factor. We need people to listen to the end because, you know, there are just some episodes that really hit so close to home. And I think that if there were Top episodes that I could blast from speakers all over the world. I have that list, and this is certainly one of them because I think and we're going to dive into this, but you know, the way that you feel in the core of yourself about yourself is going to affect everything in your life, literally, all aspects. You can't get away from it if that center pole is not in alignment. And so that, I think, is why this episode is going to be so special and it's so important to me. But before we dive into all of that, tell us a little bit about what do you do? So we heard the words, we heard bra fitter, you know, expert garment gal. What do you actually do?
1: Cool. It's a great question. And I'll be honest, this has evolved and also Um, there are many things that I do. I think a lot of people think that I design bras or sell bras or manufacture bras, and none of that is true. I don't do any of that. Mostly what I do is I um, partner with really great brands to share their undergarments in a really authentic way and give people inspiration and education to make a loving and informed decision about what to put on their body. So I had in the past done that as a bra fitter at a retail shop. I still, you know, do one-on-one bra fittings every now and then. I teach bra fitting with compassion um, workshops in my industry. I have a trip coming up to Paris um, where I'll be teaching that. I can't wait for that. And, um, and that's sort of like the, the, like the gist of like the basic ways that I work with people, but mostly I, I coach, I'm a coach and I work with people one-on-one and I have a membership site coming up and really guide people for that whole 360 support. So not just your undergarments in your body, but like really like your inside. So how you relate to yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you relate to like divine guidance, then, um, outside meaning what's outside of you. So your relationships, your job, but also like how you present to the to the world outside, how you look. And then underneath meaning what's underneath your clothes and your physical body. For me, that's where it all started. And so that's where I focus a lot. And and I basically teach people to use undergarments as a self love tool to get to know and love themselves.
0: I love that so much. I wanna just like drop in there a healthy dose of you know, being mindful of what you allow into your space can fit beautifully into everything that you were talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when you talked about the relationships that you have, not only with yourself, but with other people, being mindful of what you allow into your space. So Kim what an interesting and very niche down um, space <laughs> to be in life. How did you get here?
1: Yeah. I like to tell people it was for the money, <laughs> but that's that's only partially true. So I actually went to school for musical theater and I um, moved to New York city at 18 years old and I was financially independent. So I was broke and I was selling shoes for $8 an hour. And I mean, I was living in a really bad situation. I had a six floor walk up. I had bed bugs and mice and we got broken into the cops had to take us home one night and I was eating ramen noodles and off the Wendy's dollar menu because that's all of that I could afford. My rent was like two sixty five a month and I could not afford it. Like I was really, really, really poor. And so a good friend of mine was like, you know, hey, I know this bra shop that's opening up downtown. Are you interested? I said, does it pay more than $8 an hour? She said it pays 10. I said, I'm going to be rich. Let's do this. So so it was for the money. But that completely changed my whole life. I mean, I I really just thought this was a college job. But remember, as a musical theater person, a lot, and especially as a young person, I was 19, literally about to turn 20 years old um, when I started this job as a bra fitter in Soho in New York City. And everything was about how I looked. Everything, I thought my value was in how I looked and how I presented to the world. Everything was about what was outside of me. And the only real comparisons I had to what beautiful looked like were these perfectly airbrushed images in magazines. And my body did not look that way. And even though we're on a podcast, I'll tell you, I had a beautiful body. I, I really had a very healthy, able, gorgeous body. But yet I had stretch marks since I was 10. I had cellulite. I have really pale skin, so you can like see my veins through it. You know, I bruise easily. And so I was the person who didn't wear shorts for seven years because I was just so ashamed and embarrassed of my body and because it didn't match up. So my very first week as a bra fitter, I saw real human bodies and it was shocking. And I don't, I mean, this is New York City. So I was seeing every kind of body you could imagine. Women after pregnancy, which I know you know all about, women during pregnancy, right? But also, like after cancer, women of trans experience, older women, younger women, like just people in general, not even just women, like just so many different bodies. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what real bodies look like. So it inspired me to have a more loving conversation with myself and my body because I realized, wow, I'm taking this very able, healthy body for granted. But also, it's because every single person that came in that room, supermodels, you know, women in their nineties, whoever, all had something negative to say in the mirror, every single one. And I was blown away because I was like, I don't even see this flaw that you're talking about. Oh, oh, I see. This is such a waste of time. And so not only did I start talking kinder to myself, but I also then started helping other people talk kinder to themselves and to use the intimate experience of a bra fitting to, to really like look in the mirror and see yourself with love and compassion. So that's sort of been the basis of what I do all the time and why I do it. My what my big why in the world is to help people uncover pathways of love within themselves and with other people so that we can have a more harmonious world. If you know Simon Sinek and that whole why statement, like that's my why. I happened to do it with a bra fitting for many, many years in a very intimate situation. However, after I worked at this cute shop downtown, I actually got scouted by Saks Fifth Avenue. So I went to sort of a more higher end clientele, and I worked in their intimate apparel department. Then I got scouted by La Perla, which is a really high end, like $300 bra Italian company, lingerie company. And wouldn't you know it, it didn't matter how much the bras cost or how much money that person had, she was still talking to herself in a negative way. So I I kept that throughout the whole time. And then I started, um, I did ready to wear, like I worked in clothing on fifth avenue for one year and i will tell you doing something that is not in your zone of genius that's like a blunt tool for you is actually a really helpful thing because i was like this is not my sharpest tool i just could not help someone say hooray with a dress as much as i could with a 55 dollars bra it was really crazy so i i ended up you know this is a whole another story that i won't go into but i ended up losing that job during the recession and then I was acting and I had an agent and doing all sorts of fun things. And that original bra shop called me back and I was like, ah, fine. And so I went back to that bra shop and lo and behold, worked my way up from being an online customer service person with them to the store manager um, in New York to then being their marketing manager and then their marketing director. I will tell you right now, when I was going to school for musical theater, I had said to my, one of my girlfriends, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to do acting for the rest of my life, but like, I'm never going to have a boring job, like marketing. Ew. <laughs> and here I am, you know, with a whole marketing company, because after I was the marketing director for that company and did a lot of content marketing for them, PR for them, went on lots of television for them, um, really helped talk to customers in a loving and kind way for them which I thought was just really necessary So I didn't like the way that lingerie brands were talking to people about their bodies. Um, I started my own company. So I started behind the scenes five years ago. It was the 2014, sorry. Um, And was just doing digital content for lingerie brands and helping them launch and giving them fit advice and doing whatever. And then really quickly realized, well, I'm making a lot of money doing this. And quite frankly, it's not fulfilling. And so I started publicly working with lingerie brands and publicly sharing my advice and my heart for people and how to publicly, you know, sharing my body with that. Like the, my Instagram was just pictures of me in my underwear, right? Because I was really talking the talk not walking the walk. And I don't, I want to say this, this is really, I want to be really clear about this. Um, I don't think anyone has to show their body in order to prove they love it. But for me personally, that was a personal step I needed to take. And I was the person who grew up in a very conservative household, not showing your midriff, and was embarrassed of my legs. And so for me to go in just a bathing suit was my first step and then undergarments. And now my gosh, I have pictures of me in like the sexiest lingerie, you know, in front of Notre Dame in Paris, right? Like, um, it was just my, my next steps of how to love and appreciate my body and encourage other people to do the same. So now I share that message on TV, uh, the biggest act lingerie expos in the world. They teach other people to do it. I coach people. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the, the shortest version of a really long story, even though that was long, um, of how I got to where I am today.
0: I love that. I love so many aspects of that. It kind of brought me to tears in certain places because just the... I don't know. You saw such a need of like, whoa, this is not right. How we talk to women and how we allow them to talk to themselves. And I'm not going to stand for that. And I, I, I appreciate that. I identify that I to take action like that. Right. I find something I'm like, hold up. This is not right. I will not stand for this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're, we're making tranquility by he, here we go. We're going down this path. And so yeah. I, um, I totally appreciate that 100%. I want to about the social media influence on what people perceive as beauty and this negative self-talk. Please give us the behind the scenes. And not only did you get to see this play out in the dressing rooms, but... My goodness, you were in marketing, so you got to see the nitty-gritty of, like, what does that industry hold as a normal expectation, and what is, you know, what is generally used in launching, and the language, and the psychology behind it? What do we need to know as consumers about that?
1: Yeah, so remember, when I started as a bra fitter, it was 2005, so, like, there was no Instagram. It was not, like, a time when we, and I'll say there's, there's, um, pros and cons to social media now, one of the pros is that there are so many people now showing their real bodies on, on the internet and on and Instagram, right? And there's so many hashtags encouraging people of different sizes and different bodies and not airbrushing and all of that stuff. Like, that exists now. That did not exist in 2005 when I you know, started my own journey with my body. Um, and yet, as far as we've come, there's still this standard of perfection that we expect of women, and this agelessness that we're asking them to achieve. That I think is just downright damaging. And so, as a young person, you know, I really, I really bought into it, and I, I, I misunderstood what beauty looked like and what it meant. And I thought it meant flawless skin and perfect you know, looks and um, a low weight, to be really honest. Like that was what I thought beauty had to look like in order for me to be loved and accepted and beautiful. And I think that's the message even subliminally that we send to people, especially women all the time. And so the biggest bra company out there, especially at the time when I was starting, this was, was Victoria's Secret. And this really at the time, perfect image of a woman and also this like element of sexiness of like you should want to look like her and we have products that will help you look like her because what you look like now is not enough. That was really the the marketing message. And I was like, I did not buy into this by the time I became the marketing director of that company, I was already on this journey of like no. So, um, and this was, I think back in like 2011 or something like that. And so, um, so I decided to talk to people on the internet the way I was talking to them in the fitting room, which was being encouraging and compassionate and letting them know, "Hey, you're beautiful." And I won't say that I was perfect at it the whole time. Like I think I had a lot to learn too about how to talk to people. But it was um, it was just worth exploring and like you know learning how to talk to people in a loving and compassionate way, which would then encourage them to talk to themselves in a loving and compassionate way. Here's why this is so important, though, because I I think people might think I'm I'm like a crazy person for saying this, but I really truly believe that when we love and understand ourselves on a deeper level, we have more capacity to love and understand and not judge others on a deeper level. And so I think an undergarment and a bra fitting and getting to know this really sacred part of your body um, is the best, one of the best ways to test this out and to like deepen that love and understanding of yourself and your body and any stories that you're telling yourself about your beauty or your self worth or the size of your breasts or how saggy they are or what that means about you. Like, I really honestly think that we can have more harmony in the world when people wear better undergarments. <laughs> like, I think we can stop wars <laughs> if we could all just love our bodies and ourselves more because then I think we'd love each other more. And so, Breasts specifically or chest, if you don't have breasts, are right over the heart. And so if that part of the body is carrying any discomfort, like how many of you out there are like, oh, I hate wearing bras because they're uncomfortable, right? Or has any confusion, like, what size do I even freaking wear? Or like, how am I supposed to wear this? Or what do I wear with this thing? Or like whatever? Or shame of like, oh my gosh, they're too big, they're too small, they're not enough, they're saggy, they're the different sizes, they don't look like they did when I was 19, whatever, right? Whatever shame or confusion or discomfort we have in that part of the body, it totally causes both a physical and energetic block of like your heart. So I feel like when I'm helping somebody find bras and undergarments that fit well, that feel great, that adorn this partner that we have in life, our body, right? It's like, ah, shoulders back, heart out. Now I can make heart-led decisions instead of fear-based or confused decisions. That's the whole point. Like, that's why I do what I do. I think I got off topic, but I thought, I think that was important to say.
0: <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I love – and villagers, you can't see Kime right now, but I will – I'll tell you what she just did. If you are wearing a bra that's hurting you, imagine your shoulders are sunk forward. They're inward. Your chest is kind of sucked in towards your spine. You're probably hunched over. You know, that is that fear-based place that Kimea is talking about. But when she talked about a bra that fit, she stood up tall and her spine straightened. And I saw that light come out of the top of her her head and she had a huge smile on her face and I got to see her eyes instead of the top of her head and her shoulders went back and her heart was then the center of everything instead of that wounded place that looked like she was trying to get into the fetal position. Now, Kimmy, you talked about, you know, finding bras that fit well. How do we do that? How do you go about finding a bra that fits well. What are all the no to the you know the know-hows?
1: Yeah, and this is where I think people are gonna be like, okay, great, tell me the secret. Like what is the secret for finding brows that fit well? And I will tell you, like, there's no secret. There are some real it's almost like any other act of self-care. Like one of the secrets to being a healthy person with your physical body is to eat well to sleep well, to give yourself rest, right? It's like these basic principles. And so there are some basic principles of finding a bra that fits well. And um, that's what I teach. I also will tell you that when it comes to how many different millions of bras out there there are, um, you you are not going to be able to know all of them, right? So I like to think of myself as like almost like a, a dentist or a lawyer, right? Like. You don't have to know everything that I know about bras, but you do need to know the basics in order to take care of your teeth or to, to like understand this document that you're signing, right? So I like to teach the very, very basics. And I have some free resources for you to do this. I have taught this bra 101 all over the globe, all over the world. And so if you go to hurraykime.com, which is H-U-R-R-A-Y-K-I-M-M-A-Y.com slash and this is resources-underneath. Um, you will find there's like some MVPs up, up top, which are the most valuable pages and posts. And there's six of them. And one of them is how to tell if your bra fits, how to find your bra size starting points, how to use sister sizes. One of my favorites, up, there's also like bra care, how to take care of your bras. And One of my fav, very, very favorite posts up there is how to be best friends with your body. Because you might uncover some stories as you're going through this process. And if you are not treating your body like your best friend and like you're there with her, you're there to support her, you you know can share things with her, you can use some tough love, but ultimately it's love and you're not talking to her in a mean way, it'll make this process of bra shopping so much more bearable than like, ugh, this is the worst. I hate this. This doesn't fit well. My body's awful. Like all those things, right? So. Have a little patience with yourself and your best friend, and um, go through this process with love. So, the how to find your bra size starting points and how to tell if your bra fit are the two most important pages that I encourage you to check out.
0: I also love that you refer to our bodies as our best friend. It's kind of like that um, that twin that you can never get rid of, right? Like she's always with you. Your body will always be with you, so you might as well exactly get to know her, get to love her, treat her well, because the better exactly. you treat your body the better it will treat you and that exactly
1: I mean and I'll tell you I did I was not always that way okay (laughs) like I was this is a wake-up call for me because I realized the way I was treating my body like if she were my friend she'd stop being friends with me she was like oh my gosh like you talk so like mean to me you push me to the limits you're expecting way too much from me you don't give me anything in return like this is uncool And yet she couldn't leave me. So instead she rebelled and she yelled and I was sick all the time. I had vertigo twice. I had shingles twice. Like I was just tired all the time. My period stopped. Like I, it was like a mess. And I realized that that was not going to help me get to the places I wanted to in life with this dysfunctional relationship I had with my very awesome body. And so I had to ask for forgiveness learned to you know appreciate her and it was not an overnight process you know this was years of me learning how to rebuild and repair a relationship so if you're out there and you're like well good for you that you love your body like congratulations um, and you're just starting out or you've hit a hiccup or whatever like totally normal totally okay what I encourage people to do is to just honor where they are now just get really honest about it and honor cool how am I relating to my body today? And then commit to taking one step. You don't have to suddenly go from, I'd never want to be seen in a bathing suit. I'm so embarrassed of my body to I'm going to show off my my undergarments in front of the Eiffel Tower, right? Like You don't have to do that. But I do think like, what's just the next step for you? That's it.
0: I love that. I love everything that you're saying. Oh my goodness. Okay, so let's move on to maternity and nursing, Raw's. These are two things that I think cause a lot of confusion. I think people question their necessity. Mm, You know, do I have to have them? I think people also um, sometimes skimp on them, not realizing that if you just invest in a good maternity bra and a good, well, you'll need a couple nursing bras, but a couple good nursing bras, It will last you. And it can also be reused for future children if you decide to have more children. Um, But let's talk about first the difference between maternity and nursing bras because they are very different. They serve different purposes. And then also, what do we need to know about these two things?
1: Cool. I love pregnant people so much because – Um, their bodies are changing so much that they need so much help. So it's like what I call a growth opportunity. Like you can really learn a lot about your body during this time. So um, typically speaking, maternity bras are worn during pregnancy and sometimes just immediately after after pregnancy. If you don't, especially if you don't plan to nurse or can't nurse, nursing bras have a very specific function of supporting your breast during nursing. So they are postpartum bras. You are not nursing your child while you are pregnant. So I think a lot, the biggest mistake I see people making is as soon as they're pregnant, they go buy nursing bras, and I'm like, well, hold up a second. Like you've got eight more months to go or seven more months to go or whatever. And, um, and you're not ready to nurse and your body's going to change a lot more. So, um, usually speaking, and again, every pregnancy is different. Every woman is different. Every body is different. But typically speaking, in my experience of fitting thousands of people for bras, the biggest change happens right in the first trimester. It's almost like overnight. And I can always tell when someone is a first time mother, cause she's like, whoa, what just happened? And so overnight those breasts just like, Phew. and so I really suggest not waiting to go get bras because you're going to change again, but you need support now. So especially if they are fuller or heavier than they ever were before, girl, Go in and get a bra that fits well. Now, when because your body is changing so much for maternity bras, typically I suggest um, looking for a bra that has no underwire, which I know we're not. Most of us wear underwire bras. We love the shape it gives us. But again, your breasts are changing so much that it's hard to get a really good fit with an underwire um, as things are changing. So t- potentially, a non-underwire bra it doesn't have to be, but potentially and then something that has a bit of a stretchy or flexible cup. Here in the USA, we love to get, you know, thick molded cups or push-up cups or whatever, and those just aren't flexible enough to work with your changing body, so they're going to you're going to outgrow them really quickly. So, non-underwire and hopefully something that's flexible. I don't mean something that's so stretchy that you're just going to fall out of it or doesn't offer support, but something that is flexible. And just to be clear, I have a really great article on maternity bras and an article on nursing bras with lots of options and and things. So I'm sure Haley, we can put those in here for people. Um, Great. So, um, so yeah, so, so that's, you know, first trimester, I suggest getting probably two or three, and this is where you could, Potentially spend a little less money because maybe you're not going to be wearing them that often But girl make sure it fits like make sure this is something that you potentially are going into a bra fitter who might know what they're doing Maternity stores, unfortunately don't always have the best bra fitter So I would suggest going to a bra boutique if you can or ordering online with some loving information from yours truly I would I would suggest that. Okay, so then after the first trimester things are still fluctuating, check in with your size, use my bra size starting point tool to measure your bust and your under bust and just get familiar with like, are things changing? Is this an inch different? Like, do I need to adjust my size? You may or may not. But I don't suggest buying nursing bras until about 30 weeks. And the reason for that is because typically speaking, after you give birth, um, milk comes in, and that engorgement puree comes, and it is like whoa, like a whole new ball game, right? Very, very full breasts. And so you want to be prepared for that because once baby comes, you're not like, cool, let me pop down to the bra shop and get some nursing bras. So whether you plan to nurse or not, or you can or not, have at least a couple of stretchy nursing style bras that are very accommodating for fluctuations. Royce makes a a style, um, it's a UK company, and they go up to like an L cup. But they make a a really great non underwire style that has an adjustable cup. It has like a stringy, stretchy thing that you can adjust as your breasts are fluctuating. And you want to get a couple of things for engorgement, but also you want to get some that sort of fit you at 30 weeks because typically speaking, once you're on a regular feeding schedule or pumping schedule, that's the size they typically go back to. Again, Everybody is different. Every pregnancy is different. But that's usually a good rule of thumb. And you know, this is just such a time for you to like check in with your body and see what's going on. I know you're gonna have other priorities. I know you're gonna tell me, Kamei, I just wanna make sure I can feed this freaking baby. I don't care about my bras, but you do want to make sure that you're supporting yourself to feel comfortable because you are working on less sleep. You are not like being you know, you do not want your breast falling over over the place to like hinder you being able to like be the best mama that you can be. So So anyway, so I suggest getting a bunch of different nursing bras, some for the engorgement period, some for that, like I've settled into a routine and I will tell you the feedback that I have gotten from mamas is that they need way more nursing bras than they thought. Part of this is because typically you might be wearing them to sleep as well, which is why I suggest, especially for those first, you know, that you're wearing for the first like few months or so to do non-underwire so you can sleep in them because your breasts are so much fuller than usual or you might be leaking that you might want to wear a stretchy non-underwire style to bed so that you can feed in the middle of the night but also so that you can put a little pad in there if you need to to soak up any leakage so something to consider it could be a non-clasp one that you pull down to the side it could be one with a clasp it could be one with a sling or not. The slings are all different these days. You can have one that's like just a string. You can have one that like encapsulates almost the whole breast and has just a little hole for the nipple. Um, it really depends on your preference, but test out a couple, see how they work for you. Um, but I was told that people said they needed eight to 10 nursing bras. I, at first thought this is, this is a little extreme, but when you think about you're sleeping in them, you're wearing them 24 seven, you're probably washing them a ton because they're getting milk or baby poop or stuff all over them. And it's not like you're like, cool, I've got 30 minutes to hand wash my bras. No, you're probably like soaking them with the baby stuff, throwing them in the washer. Please don't throw them in the dryer. And just like, you know, trying to get through them as fast as you can. But like, there's probably going to be a stockpile of bras and you do not want to have to wear a baby burp up bra all day long. So So things to consider are to invest in eight to 10. Make sure some of those are for the engorgement period. Make sure some of those are for that estimated regular feeding time, um, um, size, excuse me. And then also make sure that you have some that work with your clothes. Because if you do want to go out with baby and you would just have like these stretchy styles, is that going to support your clothes? So think about your wardrobe.
0: I love that. Those are super helpful. Um, I didn't know that you shouldn't be drying um, nursing bras. They are just so stretchy. They remind me a lot of sports bras, you know, and so I just kind of toss them in the dryer. That is really, really good to know.
1: Great. Haley, I love you so much, but whenever I hear anyone say that they put their bras in the dryer, it's like hearing someone say something like, I kick puppies for fun. I'm like, ah, what is wrong with you? <laughs> because Bras and sports bras are mostly made of elastic. Like that's what helps them hug our body and stay in place and do their job, right? And the heat from the dryer will just crunch that elastic and make it really brittle. So that way when you stretch it, it doesn't retain its elasticity. So I really highly suggest never putting stretchy garments or undergarments in the dryer. If you're like me and you go to like a New York City laundromat, you can, you know, hand wash them, which I highly advise. I love hand washing undergarments. I think people think I'm crazy for that, but it just helps them last so much longer. But you can also put them in the washer, hook the backs first so they don't get tangled, and then hang them to dry. Just pull them out and just hang them up. You know, especially in modern day washing machines, they're like almost dry. So just hang them up, let them air dry a little bit. Um, And then I really suggest using either the baby stuff that you're using for your baby's clothes for them because it's usually really gentle. Or specifically a lace and lingerie wash, which also can be really great for babies' clothes. Um, there's a company I use called Soak, and it's like almost like skincare for your undergarments. It's really, really high quality. No, you know, preservatives, no whatever. And they have a scentless option for babies, and you can use it on the baby stuff and on your lingerie and just basic undergarments to help keep that elasticity in your bras, because once it stretches out, like your bra can't really do its job and stay in place and give you a nice hug and support. So definitely avoid the dryer, please. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Who knew people, you learn something new every day and we will link, uh, we'll link the soak detergent for everyone listening. Now, Kimmy, before we hop off, there's just a couple things I wanted to touch on quickly, but you mentioned a little earlier that, Uh, You started out when Instagram wasn't around and that when Instagram came, it was a place for people to show real bodies. And you have a campaign of more than my numbers project. You cannot leave us without sharing about this project.
1: Hooray. Yeah. So I've been sharing my... non airbrushed body for a time now, but not everybody looks like me, right? Like there's definitely people who can't relate to my physical body. And so I wanted to give other people an option to share their bodies and their bra sizes and just be honest about what size they wear, because there's so much confusion about like, what does a D cup even look like? But more importantly, what does a D cup mean about me, for example? And so I realized in the fitting room when I would measure people, they'd want to know that size right away. They're like, tell me what size I am. Tell me what I measure. Tell me what bra size I am. And I'm like, well, you're not a size. Like you are not this number that I'm measuring right now. Number one, you can wear nine different bra sizes and they can all fit. Like the size is irrelevant. The fit is what's important. And number two, you are so much more than these numbers that I'm measuring right now. And if we're being honest, you're so much more than any number. You're more than your age, than your weight, than your salary, than the number of kids you do or do not have, right? Like and if you took those numbers, just the numbers alone and put them next to you, like with no context, they have, they show us nothing about who you are. Who you are is really like a mama, a, a fierce oh <laughs> a fierce woman, you know, like a um, a generous human, a, a kick-ass boss, you know, like those are who you are. You are love, you are gratitude, you are generosity. So I just thought it was important to give people not only the opportunity to take their bra measurements without being defined by them, but also to like talk, give a space to talk about numbers in general and how we've honestly let them define us in the past and how can we take steps to use in, um, to use numbers as information not a definition. So if you go to more than my or if you go to hashtag more than my numbers or follow us in, on Instagram, um, I'd love to have you be a part of that because it's not just my story that matters. Like it's, it, this is a, this is a way of, of looking at ourselves with love. And how do we look at things like weight and bra size and other things as information, but not a definition.
0: I would love to have you involved too. So be sure to tag Tranquility by HeHe he because I want to share that ish. I cannot wait to see all of you guys post your beautiful bodies and celebrate your numbers. I mean yeah, they're not, they're not who you are, but they are part of who you are. And I totally believe that they should be celebrated. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And just to
1: be honest, if anyone out there is struggling with infertility or, um, miscarriages, one of my favorite stories, cause we, we have some women who are featured and then we also have, um, you know, you out there, you can participate in this. So please do. But, um, in the featured stories, one of my favorite stories is a woman named Ashley. And the number that she talks about is the number of kids that she does not have, because she's had so many miscarriages and how difficult infertility has been for her. And she's also chosen to end some, um, to terminate some pregnancies. And so she was really letting that number define her for a while and then took steps to just claim her power and her, her beauty and her womanhood without that number. And I will tell you that she now actually has a Beautiful baby girl. So yeah, so it's a powerful story, and she's so honest and raw. And I'm just so thankful to those women. And of course, if anyone out there wants to get involved, please let me know. I'm happy. I'm happy to support you and have you be a part of it.
0: Oh my gosh, yes! All the support for you. Show your bodies out there, people. Show off your bodies. Okay. Lastly, Kimmy, you have a membership in the works. Tell us all the good we need to know. Yes! You know, I love working
1: with people one-on-one. I re- I understand that I can, you know, walk people through a really powerful experience, but if, like, being on television has taught me anything, I get to reach, like, 2 million people at a time on the Rachel Ray show, right? And usually, I can't customize the information for them, but I, you know, hey, I can share some 101 stuff and give them a good step. And I was surprised at how transformative that has been for people. So kind of somewhere in the middle is a membership site. And I'm so excited to welcome people into this new offering. It's a totally different way of me working with people and creating a community of people who like get it, who are like on the same road of learning to love themselves inside, outside, and underneath. My whole tagline is you know, what we'll be doing, which is uncovering your confidence, standing in your power and learning to love yourself inside, outside and underneath and
0: saying, hooray, hooray! <laughs> yeah. Stop apologizing for who you are. I love it. Say hooray instead. These are my numbers. Hooray. This is who I am. Hooray. This is my identity. Hooray. Yes, also, this is not, not who I am. Hooray. Yeah. Not my identifying things. Hooray. Hooray. You know, yeah. celebrating all ends.
1: And, and, you know, for me, I say hooray Kimei because I'm really honoring myself and the steps I've taken and things I'm proud of, but like hooray Haley, you know, like hooray hee hee, like hooray, hooray person listening, like create that hooray for you and uncover it. It's there girl. It's totally there. We're just going to uncover it together.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I told you. I told you guys that this episode would be so, so good. Okay, Kime, if people are interested in um, getting in contact with you, whether that be for a fitting, for just bra 101, for a question, for your membership, how do they go about doing this? The best place
1: to find me is on hooraykime.com, which is H-U-R-R-A-Y dot com, And then I'm Hooray Kime on all the social media. I love to hang out on Instagram. Um, you know, if you need any information about the membership site or working with me or more than my numbers, that's the best way to find me. And of course, more than my numbers.com and at more than my numbers on Instagram for sure
0: love, 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 love. Ah, villagers, you had no idea that this Tuesday would hold so much for you. From knowing how to pick out the right bras just in general to the differences between maternity bras and nursing bras to not putting your bras in the dryer <laughs> and noting knowing that you need 8 to 10 nursing bras for a new breastfeeding or pumping parent is super important. We went over real bodies and the way that social media thoughtfully influences that and defining beauty. And I want to leave you with just a few things. So when Kim A talked about happiness and, and defining happiness, instantly what came to my mind was being so in love with your life, being so in love with yourself, being strong and resilient and, you know, very little stress having, having a life that you look forward to waking up to go to every day, that you get to do fulfilling work every day, having a clear direction in your life, being secure in who you are. Oh, I'm getting a little choked up. It has nothing to do with the numbers on the scale or the numbers of your bra size. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today, you guys. I'm so happy that all of you are in our village and thanks for letting me love on you and lift you up every single Tuesday and Friday. I love nothing more than hanging out with you and exploring our options. All right, friends, until next time, if you find yourself in a predicament wondering how you can take control of a certain situation, remember to ask yourself, what would he he do? Hey there. Before you go, I wanted to tell you who made today's episode possible. Today's episode is brought to you by The Birth Lounge. Are you pregnant and wondering where to begin? Or maybe your baby is due any day now and you still have a million questions swirling around in your head. From prepping for labor, to knowing what to pack in your hospital bag, to understanding your newborn's communication, I've put it all in the Birth Lounge. It is jam-packed with honest, evidence-based information and resources to support your current stage of life, to help you birth with confidence and stay in control of the decisions made about your body. The Birth Lounge is an online membership that streamlines preparing for a baby. The lounge breaks down pregnancy into step-by-step chunks that makes preparing for birth a breeze. Inside the lounge, you will find training videos that help you navigate the hospital system, pack for your birth bag, create a birth plan, prepare for postpartum, and understand what's happening to your body and your baby's body. Also included are resources about feeding your tiny human, stages of labor, pain relief, how to effectively push without tearing, and routine procedures that will be done during labor for you and after birth for your baby. Birth trauma is 100% avoidable, and the lounge is your key to doing just that. It's not about controlling what happens to you. It's about controlling your options and how you react. I'm going to teach you exactly how to do that. Join the birth lounge to take control of your pregnancy. For more information and to gain lounge access, please visit thebirthlounge.com.
1: Nothing in this podcast is to be used as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. As always, please consult your healthcare provider with any questions or concerns you have about your health or anything discussed in this podcast. Side effects may include educated adults, informed decision-making skills, and consensual care. Tranquility by Heehee and the Birth Lounge are not responsible for any ideal births that were created with this podcast. The birth parent deserves all the credit.